This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday Fan Podcast. Right, hello and welcome to our last episode of the season. Uh, it's our season review from the Wednesday week. With me, I've got Vic, Ben, Dave and Steve. And we're going to try and go back through various points of the uh, of the season. Uh, so, obviously, the first half is going to be really good. The second half is going to be you know, pretty terrible, to be fair. Um, but Vic, before we start, before I, I don't want to end on a end on a negative or try and follow it, but I want you to tell us about... Uh, Shay's triathlon because uh, we had a couple of a uh, couple of weekers uh, join him on his uh, on his last one. So uh, tell us tell us about what he's been up to because uh, I, I want to start on a big positive because the season's been shine. <laughs> so Shay is my cousin's godson, if that makes sense. Um, so I've known him like since he was born. Know his sister Caitlin, um, and his cousin is currently in Bluebell Wood and has been for most of her life with various disabilities. Um, and he's wanted to raise money for Bluebell Wood. And Che is the cutest, rough as houses little kid you've ever met in your life. Like, he's just brilliant. Um, and he says it how it is. He's always just got on with his stuff. Like, he's just great. Um, and he's just always wanted to raise money for Bluebell Wood. So he's done a triathlon this year where I believe he has ran, swam and cycled the entire length from Hillsborough to Wembley. Is that right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Certainly the biking. Um, he, he, he hit Wembley last night. So. Yeah, so Steve and Simon off of the Wednesday week as well, although I don't know where he is right now. Um, probably, bear in mind this was he's yesterday, probably wasn't dead. He's probably still <laughs> cycling now. Uh, they joined him for the last bit yesterday so Steve how was the last bit you know what it was really good um nice day for it the weather was fine um and there were a fair few people down to see him on his way um really really decent set of people it was only the first time that I'd had the opportunity to to sort of ride with him but um I have to say and it's it's a bit of a cliche and it might sound a bit cheesy but it was an absolute honor to to see him over the finish line um, when we got back to Hillsborough, um, basically we did the route from 
um, the back of the south, uh, down Penniston, uh, through town, uh, to Bramall Lane, had a couple of photo ops, and then shot back out through town again, um, back down Penniston, back up to Hillsborough, um, where he was received with what I can only describe as the warmest of welcomes, uh, fantastic effort for a, a great lad, um, just really, really pleased to have been part of it yesterday, spot on. They were... Um... Our noisy neighbours across the town who were talking about some league that they're in, um, apparently they've been quite nice to him of late as well, no? The bits that I was involved with yesterday, they, they, they've obviously set, sent through some memorabilia. Obviously, a lot of the fundraising that he's been doing has been through auctioning. Um, he's done some stuff on Facebook, like the scratch cards and what have you. And I think he's raised at the moment just shy of £2,000 for the, the cycling. Um, I believe Dane Whitehouse was there for some photos yesterday. Um, we, you know, we banter aside, it was a really nice touch for them to, to sort of get involved and sort of lend their, their increasingly generous sort of resources to it, I suppose. But yeah, it was there, there was no animosity there yesterday um, at all, and there hasn't been through, through the whole process. It's one of those things where, you know, you're seeing it from the outside, but being part of it, you can see it's the kind of thing where... As a, as a football community rather than Wednesday versus United, everybody's got together for what is just a, a fantastic cause, really. And, I, you know, it, it was really good to be part of it yesterday. Really pleased. Well, I'm glad they're, uh, I'm glad they're spending their TV money, you know, well. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> let's, uh, let, let's get right into it, kids. So, I was going um, to think about let's do it month by month and go back through various games and stuff like that. But... Um, we all know how that ends. So, I, you know, I, I took the, uh, I took the uh, idea. I've just robbed it from Dom Housen, if I'm honest. So on his, uh, in his new job, he works for Yorkshire Live and he's gone through various uh, criteria, you know, best game, worst game, best signing, all that type of nonsense. So what we'll do, we'll, we'll go through a review of that uh, unless anybody wants to bring up anything about the Middlesbrough game before we start. No, move on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's move in on kids so we'll, we'll go around the room so the first one i want to talk about is the best goal now obviously the you know a lot of these are away goals because apparently we're only good away <laughs> uh if anybody can can really think of some of them I, I, you know we um what did we score 39 goals all all summer but there was uh there was a couple there there was uh jacob murphy's debut goal there was uh an overhead kick by uh jr at uh at forest um, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling now. That that might have to be it, Jordan Rose. <laughs> I think the problem is, see, after last season we were so spoiled. I mean, you could pick that many, but if you're going to use that as a direct comparison, then it's going to be always difficult. But the problem is, they just there hasn't been a lot this season to cheer out individually, has there? Reach has what, only what? got one anti this season. I can't oh, think of that one at Brighton. I don't think it's got again, has it? So, yeah, we, we, we haven't been a spoiler, have we? we <laughs> well, I'll t- tell you what, while you're racking through the Rolodex in your mind of trying to think <laughs> of a goal that, uh, that, that, that would give you so much to shout about, I want to bring up um, quite a recent one, actually. It's um, Jacob Murphy's against, uh, against QPR. Now, that was, that was a great game of football. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that one. And the way Murphy took it and stuck it into the far beans on toast, I thought was brilliant. I thought it's one. I thought for me that that showed his class as a as a Premier League footballer. And um, we've been quite critical of Murphy. If you look, listen back to some of the early episodes of this season, he didn't really hit the ground running. And we were all about Harris. We were all like, this guy's amazing. How Cardiff let him go? And then as the season's gone on, uh, Murphy for me is going to be a player that we miss because we had him on loan. 
Um, I mean, does anybody else have any goal suggestions of, uh, of you know, uh, of a season not to shout about? <laughs> I can't even think of one. I can't. And not <laughs> just because I've like, blacked it out. Like, it's been that chuffy long ago. I've got the season up on my other screen. I just... I'm going through and, like you say, I think that Jordan Road one might have to win it. Or oh, the Murphy one against QPR. Ah, the Murphy one, probably. Mm. <laughs> you, Dan. You're right. <laughs> I said I know. I said I know. <laughs> there, there, there was one. Um, I don't get to many away games because obviously I'm involved with, with, with teams myself, but I, I managed to get to Leeds away. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in the Leeds end, and they, they had, and obviously they've gone up, but they had an absolute sense of entitlement that day. And I was in what they call the cheese wedge. And um, mm-hmm. first half, uh, Bamford couldn't hit a cow's arse with a banjo. Absolutely. I don't rate the guy, but either or. On reflection, I look at that game and I think that's one of the better games that we've had this season because we sat back and I thought it was, it was one of Monk's better performances because we just had this sort of tactical masterclass almost. We, we, we set up in a way to frustrate them. We've gone down in the 87th minute and Murphy's stuck one in the bottom post. He's gone over the uh, the, the, the fullback, and he's it wasn't uh, like a worldie or anything like that. There's, there's a moment when the ball at the back of the net, and I'm sat bang opposite our fans, yeah, and the roof's just gone off. It were absolute limbs, and just that moment for the the sheer elation. I'm not saying it was the best goal in terms of quality, but that goal was probably the goal that made more Wednesday fans happy, mm-hmm. if you like, this season than any other. Um, so that's the one for me. Oh, that, yeah, ones that ones that you remember in your. I, I mean, there's there's some of my favourite goals when I think back to. Uh, I want to say there's one that Paolo Di Canio scored against Barnsley, where he mm-hmm. flicked off the defender's head and we were singing for the, oh, the entirety of the. But that was 22 years ago, so I better get build a bridge <laughs> and get over it. To be fair, um, I mean, to be fair, we could actually talk about the best goal against us or the worst goal, depending on how you want to look at it. For example. When we got that drubbing at Brentford, there was a beautiful goal that went over the top of Dawson into the back stick. Or when you think about the one where we got spanked by Blackburn at home, the one that came off Cameron Dawson's head and then came back into the... Oh, I'd forgotten about that. I mean, there's some memorable ones there that we've actually conceded. But, uh, you know, don't want to talk about that one too much. Um, (laughs) I mean, probably... I mean, this is going back some serious months now because it's been a long season, well just in terms of calendar month, but I want you to think about your best game. Uh, some that you've been present at, some that, some that we've watched, you know what I mean? Or just in terms of entertainment. I mean, to be fair, the game against Stoke on Boxing Day that we inevitably lost and the one against Fulham that we recently played, they were actually a really good game of football. Great for the neutrals, but, you know, fuck them. Mm-hmm. But it's less the ones where, where Wendy have, uh, have done well. The, the ones that stick out for me mm-hmm. are um, the win... Okay. <laughs> Who's just playing silver lining in the background? It's my dad. honestly. Cut that well, out. <laughs> give, give us a give us something to laugh about, to be fair, during this season uh, review. So, you know what I mean? But um, the ones that were, that were uh, that spring to mind are the game against Leeds that given their, where they finished and where we finished and the way our season was going when we beat them 2-0 was mental when you think about it. There was, um, there was the game against Forest. Uh, 
there was uh, didn't we smash Middlesbrough for one? The Middlesbrough one, I, I was going to say that one, Dan, because do you know something with that? Because so much of it happened in the first half, I wasn't at the game, but I remember being with the scores coming in, and every single time we had an attack, it just seemed to go right. And every single time, it's all oh, there's another goal from the Riverside, there's another goal from the Riverside, and every single time you're thinking, oh, it's them equalised, and it's not, it's two nil. And there's a third goal, and it's us again, and then there's a fourth goal, and just for because we've had all these late, when we've had anything this season, it's been late on, like Steve's just mentioned there for Leeds. That was just the first time I think we've gone and we've really taken a game to an opposition and it all went right. And I know the second half kind of petered out, but if you can hit four goals in the first half, that's, that's got to go down as, as noteworthy as one of the games of the season for Wednesday. It, it Absolutely. Was, same against Forest as well. Everything that, that we, like mm-hmm. Wednesday and Jordan Rhodes in particular, put towards Forest, we're just going in and then again that one sort of petered out in the second half but we, we just managed it well so that overall I think for me the Forest, Forest away and Leeds away are the two performances of the season. It is with the Forest away game like I don't like to be well I do no I do like to be a Debbie Downer on it but <laughs> how much have those three goals from Mr Rhodes cost us for that one game? How much has that cost? Was it worth it for fucking Forest? <laughs> at the time, at the time, half time at, at Forest, yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the only time. But you look back and you go, Jesus Christ, we celebrate that as like one of our highlights, rightly so, of this season. That's cost us mm. nearly 40 grand a week for the last 20 years. 40 grand a week! 40 grand a week! It causes yet another false storm with Rhodes because Rhodes does that and then how many games after that do you go, we should just give him a run, we should just give him a chance. And it was that was that was the, the anomaly that he remembered who he was from, from 10 years ago. Yeah. And then we've got then 10 games of, oh, just give, him, just give him a game, start him. And he plays 70 minutes and he doesn't kick his ass. And we try it next game, and same happens, and same happens, and it's just I'm yeah, sick of him. Can bugger off. And where we were, where we for ten years. How long have we chuffing at him? Where, where <laughs> we were, like after the Forest game as well, we were up in third or fourth. Mm. And you're thinking in this team that's creating chances, keep giving him a run, and surely he's got to be scoring. And he hasn't, has he? Obviously. I think, so, I think on this show over the last four years, we've discussed every different opportunity of using Jordan Rhodes. It's been um, stick him up top, get the crosses in, play a big goal. striker alongside him, play one behind him, play three up front, play two up front, play one up front, don't play any up front, and just bring Jordan Rhodes mm-hmm. on, stick him next to Big Day. Honestly, we've gone through everything. It turns out that just, and I think I've now got to this point, because I know, Vic, you got there a lot earlier than I did, the one where you just go... Fuck him, he's just not the player he used to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, he, he, uh, he really did change overnight, didn't he? It, abs- absolutely. It shouldn't happen, it, it, but he did. But uh, other big wins we've had, you know, we, we beat Brentford uh, at home, which was, which was quite a big scout. We beat, um, we beat Charlton, we gave them a bit of a smashing, but, uh, you know, it, it's difficult to pick our best game, isn't it? <laughs> Steve, yeah. you look deep in thought, brother. I was just thinking, yeah. no, you're right. I think we've, we've mentioned the Leeds game. Uh, they had a lot of the ball back that, that day. Um, for me, the way that we set up and we, we frustrated them and then it was almost like rope do not we, 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 We've scored two in the last sort of five, ten minutes or so. Um, that was the game for me that stands out as, as, as the best game, just based on them. 
Um, I'll never get away, and I know that I talk about it a lot when we're when we're not sort of live. But I'll never get away from the fact that we sat at was it 21st of December at five o'clock. We were third in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've we've not mentioned that Bristol City game, and all right, it wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a big well, sort a of performance from us, but it, it it was one of them where it was job done. Uh, penalty, wasn't it? Um, a very shady penalty that one, wasn't it? That was we were well, lucky yeah, on that day. Was, but, but do you know what? It was mm. one of those where any they go against you, don't they? All the time. So mm-hmm. I, I don't begrudge uh, penalties like that. But yeah, yeah. Um, there was there was a point where you, you're looking at it and you, you know you, you you know that things haven't necessarily been as good as they have been. But you're going into mm. Christmas thinking, and I don't know about you, lot, but I was looking at the league and I'm thinking, right, Stoke. Their bottom, we'll beat them. Mm-hmm. We've got Cardiff and Hull. They're struggling. Cardiff, mm-hmm. they're struggling. We're going to beat Millwall. Um, by the time we get into January, we've got Blackburn coming up. Uh, only one, only one will go be Leeds that you're thinking, you know, we'll yeah. struggle with. Yeah, yeah there <laughs> might be an issue. <laughs> we won the only game that we should have lost, or, you know, mm-hmm. we, we won the moan about losing. But, but it, it was a run when we were in third that you look at and you go, yeah, it, 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 there's something to be done here. Um, uh, and we're away with it. I think the That's only a, the big. Jesus Christ moment where you realise how horrendous we've been were when you think we were third when we played Stoke on Boxing Day. Oh, Stoke God. were bottom. The game's going to haunt us forever. Stoke were bottom. I, I, and I think that, now they've ended up above us. That's, the, uh, that, that's what I was going to say. It's quite a good segue, that, because obviously the next category is worst game. And that Stoke <laughs> game for me is, is literally where our season went to piss and shit. Um... And, and, and uh, you know, that was the day I realised that having notifications on your phone when you're watching the bent stream uh, is not the way to go. Uh, but I, if I remember right, Morgan Fox scored or something, didn't he? I, you know, Vic, have you got the, the timings of the goals? Stoke, Stoke, Stoke took the lead in first half and then we scored something like 57th and maybe... Seven, like, Fox scored... And then Tom Lee scored, scored maybe yeah. 10 minutes later. And then we're winning up until 93rd minute. And I think that's when that they scored 93rd and then Tyrese Campbell scored in the 97th. Yeah. yeah. Wednesday website don't give me times for goals. Obviously. I'll have a look. <laughs> I, um, so I'm, just, I'm just looking at this. I mean, we're talking about worst games. So Stoke is one. Obviously, the last game before the lockdown was Brentford away, where we all just buggered off at like half time. We all went, oh, sod this, you're done here. Uh, and then there was obviously Black, Blackburn at home. There was another one as well where we played Everton in the Cup. And I remember, th- I, I don't think I've ever seen such a lackluster, not turn up performance because we were doing really well at the time. And I thought, you know, we'll give Everton a go. You know, these aren't, these aren't world beaters. I mean, I know they've got a couple of players that, that aren't shit, but to get torn apart by Dominic Calvert-Lewin can get in the bin. Uh, mm. and, and I remember thinking, that was a really poor performance. But then I think then we followed that by spanking Middlesbrough 4-1. So I thought, well, right, mm-hmm. it was all right, lads. It was just, just a hiccup. We rested mm-hmm. all the players for the league, concentrate on the league mm-hmm. and give it all that routine. But... I mean, Christ, you've got you've got plenty to pick from from the last half of the season for the worst game. That but... that, that Wigan game for me as well. I think we lost two one away at Wigan, and it was one of those ones where on the build up to it, you, you knew in the Wednesday way it was just set up for it. It's like Wigan haven't won in ten games, and the first thing that comes into your head is Wednesday saying Old Maria because you just knew for a fact we would gift them it. And I know we'd come off the back of the crap games at Stoke and what have you, but 
it was one of those ones that you could have called it at, at three o'clock on a Friday. It's, we're going to give them it. We've just gone the way we're playing and, and inevitably that's exactly what happened. It was that inevitability of we didn't, we, we were beaten before we'd even started because the, we were that, that way inclined. The, that was up there again, like we, we've said about Brentford. That that's obviously the worst worst game. But I think the performance at Wigan were also probably a close second. Um, like we took took lead against run of play, Jacob Murphy. That was a pretty good goal actually, cross from Morgan Fox, Murphy bullet header into the corner. Yeah. But that were against run of play, and Wigan were horrendous, and we were even worse. And again, it were I think it were Jamal Lowe, ninety first minute or something that won it. Well, this is what I was going to say. There's a good few times in here where we've played crap games, we've played crap football, and then we've managed, and then we've just conceded in the ninety-something minute. If you look at that, you know, West Brom game, that was what eighty-eighth minute penalty they beat us on that. Uh, Swansea at home, we West, went West. in front on the ninety-first and then conceded in something like the ninety-fourth, didn't we? Um, and then I want to say there was uh, there was a few more, weren't there? We just we just kept, yeah, there was, yeah, we took the second. Lost. Was Preston not a late goal? Was it? Yeah, Preston, uh, Borough. Yeah, Middlesbrough. I've written them down. <laughs> <laughs> so worst performance. Small. <laughs> yeah. Worst performance was just the second half of the season. But ah. for me, it's got it's got to be that that Blackburn game. You know, I travel a long way. You know what I mean? Being a being an away t- an away supporter, living so far away, like getting up to Hillsborough is a Great day out for me. So I took a couple of mates who were who were Blackburn fans, and well, I gave them the best fucking day out they've ever had. You know what I mean? You know, we we had to feel the chickens and spoons, got a second wind, and went into town. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, well, I think uh, I I love this because we went to uh, where did we go, Vic? We went to um, went to Rev de Cuba, and you were yeah. drumming on stools. I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like being out with my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he rang me. He was like, "Come back out, come back out." I said, oh, I've got dog," and he was like, "No, no, I never come up. Come back We've out. We've got some raw, got free drinks." So I went out, and he was there in one of his Danford shirts, drumming on a fucking stool in Revolution. It, it was Apache. It was Apache by the sugar going. You can't just ignore a drumbeat like that. You didn't, 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 didn't. <laughs> But again, worst game of football I've ever fucking seen. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, the the Brentford and the and the Blackburn one. I we were absolutely clueless. So we were just completely without buy. And to have players on the pitch that we had and to lose like we did was just fucking insane. Like, I mean, all right, Blackburn. We lost Luongo, didn't we? Uh, he got sent off. For, I want to say something quite innocuous, but then I think I watched it on the telly after and went. Yeah, a bit ropey that mass. Uh, but the the Brentford one, we'd just given up, didn't we? After about five minutes, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, I don't know if there's a winner out of those two, but that's that's the worst game. So we got you know best game thirty seconds of chat. Worst game about ten minutes there. Um, I think the thing is <laughs> Brentford as a podcast, like me and you, Fudge, we've known the Brentford lot yeah. since this all started and they do pretty much the same as us week in week out obviously Billy works a lot as a producer on different things that you know that's why I'm the person that's like hi I'm outside Hillsborough but 
I, I still wanted to hate them after that, and I've never wanted <laughs> to before. I've yeah, always, I must admit. I've genuinely always wanted to see them do well because I mm. like the fans. I love it as an away day. We always have a good time. I love it when they come up here. I really, really look forward to it every season. And I was just like, do you know what? No. No. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't make me unhappy that they got beat the other day in the playoffs, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, their season has absolutely capitulated right at the wrong time. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Swansea are one of those teams that Sky Sports love talking about. You know, that saunter into the playoffs and then just, because they're the form team, just end up just running away with it. It's not, mm-hmm. I mean, Forrest should not have chucked away a six-goal uh, swing in the... That is insane. That is just piss poor from Forrest, that. But... Um, but Ash is delighted about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all the uh, all the uh, you know the players we've had on seem to have had a Nottingham Forest connection. Ash has got issue with it, but uh, it's probably why he's not on now. We knew they were going to get a mention. Um, so, uh, best player. I mean, we've got a few here. Uh, you know, we've got Dominic Iorfa, won Player of the uh, Player of the Year, didn't he? Um, I don't begrudge him it. You know what I mean? I, I think there's been three or four performances from players that, that you know, are in the discussion, aren't they? I offer being one. Who else would you say? Murphy. Murphy, Murphy and Bannon. Murphy, Bannon. Mm-hmm. Top, top, top three are probably three that I'd have put in. I offer, obviously, top Murphy and then Bannon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do we... I mean, does Morgan Fox get himself in that conversation? Yeah, actually, or... yeah. Fair enough. And Flint. <laughs> Stevie would say no. <laughs> Considering we've had such an awful season, it mm-hmm. it was difficult to pick one standout performer, which probably says yeah. it all about it being such an awful season. But I offer, I think if you were looking at positions in the league and looking at players that other teams might have tried to take from us, mm. I think I offer Bannon, Fletcher, Fox would have been you four that you'd have gone, yeah, maybe not Stevie, but... They'd have been you four that you'd have gone, yeah, right. They are far too good to be at Sheffield Wednesday. Steve, you were, you're, Steve, you're shaking your head quite vociferously. Now, are, are you in the camp of Morgan Fox of it that because he was so poor before, all he did was just get to where a fullback should be? Do you know what I mean? Or, or were we just being quite romantic that he just wasn't as shit as what he used to be? I think I think there's elements of that. If I'm honest with you, um, and it might be quite controversial. Uh, I was talking to Simon, obviously on the ride yesterday. We stopped on. I was having a chat with him. Um, I don't see what Fox has done more than Liam Palmer this year. If I'm honest with you, um, Palmer Palmer's. I know he can be quite divisive in some circles, but you know I can't remember pa- looking at Palmer and going, "You were two out of ten today." You know, he's <laughs> a, a six six point five seven. If Liam Palmer is seven out of ten every week, I'll take that. And he's, he's I think Palmer gets a bad rap because he's been here so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I mean, no, hang on. You know, Liam Palmer was shit. Don't don't get me wrong. Like he, he was still cutting his teeth to the point where I was slagging him off on the internet, and his missus has blocked me. But <laughs> the, I, I feel that what Liam Palmer does in the last two seasons has just done what I was saying. Like he's got to the level of what a fullback should be. That's exactly it. And that's all he's going to be. And this is no disrespect to Liam Palmer or Morgan Fox or anything else. We talked one of the first podcasts I were on this year. We were talking about Morgan Fox and, you know, how he was being hounded and absolutely hammered. Morgan Fox did well this year and is in the conversation for being one of our best players. He's in the top five, maybe even top three. Um, You know, 
if you wanted to, if you asked me who it's going to be more difficult to replace next season, Morgan Fox or Stephen Fletcher, mm-hmm. it's an absolute. It, it, you know, we're only talking about one player there. Mm-hmm. We, we, mm-hmm. we will breed. A, we will have a left back that will do a job for us next year. We ain't going to have Stephen mm-hmm. Fletcher next year. And I, I think it's as well. The thing. I was just going to say, um, for me, player of the year, Fletcher, um, Murphy. He's been good since the end of lockdown. He's, he, he's been all right in patches here and there. But I just, I'm going to be controversial again. I think it's quite romantic with Murphy. He's, he's been the best of a bad bunch since March. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of trying to find... Say again, Vic. Sorry, I spoke. Murphy's I spoke up in there. He's kept grafting. That's the thing. I think a lot yeah. of them, you know, Connor Wickham's been so tired and all this yeah. shit. Well, we've got worse signing coming up, you know what I mean? And I tell you what, the <laughs> list of players I've made notes of is uh, <laughs> fucking insane. I'm going to mention now for best signing, just for just for add to the mix there, is, is Luongo. Was that not yeah. kind of part of the season, wasn't it? So whilst he's had his injury problems and all that, I think given the fact that Hutchison stopped being the player that he once was and that Kieran Lee's, with the greatest will in the world, that he could be to what he was, and it just his injuries are going to let is not going to let him get there. And Pelipesti is as good as Pelipesti is ever going to be. Now there's Vic and and Anam. Um, for Luongo to come in, we didn't pay a huge amount of money for him, and I think potentially you've got a player there that's going to be able to do part of what Lee did and part of what Hutchison did, be a lot better than what Pelipesti did. And uh, if we can keep him fit, I think that could end up being money well spent because I don't see us losing money on him. And if we can turn this tide and stop him pissing money away on players. Uh, they've got no value at the end because they're on free transfers or they've just got such huge transfers in the first place that we're never going to get the money back. Luongo can only ever make money and in the process be a useful signing for us. So I think this 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 waiting saying that he's been a, a useful addition and, and a good signing for us for this season. So what about you, Ben? Have you, have you got somebody else to bring to the conversation, a top player this year? Mm. I mean, bear in mind, it is like trying to pick world's best shoplifter. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> You know, you try to pick the best of something that's been shite. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, I'd, I'd agree with Dave. I, I do think Luong, Luongo has been the best overall, despite what you've said about his injuries and stuff. Um, but generally, I think our recruitment over the last 12 months, 18 months, has been a lot better. We've brought yeah. I, we brought I.O. for him for fair, um, fairly cheap. Cause he, we brought Harris in and... He started off well, yeah, he's probably not been quite as good, but he's been solid. He's been solid in a position that, that he's probably not well used to playing. Um, Murphy, obviously, on loan, good good signing for a year. Oh, but we're not um, talking about signing, we're still you know, we're still talking about the player of the season. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So so I mean, surely Fletcher gets into that conversation. Do you feel that because he didn't loan as his time for those last eight games, do you feel that that's what made him drop down the pecking order? I think I think people are being quick quick to forget about the three that that have gone. And I think that's shown with with Fletcher and Fox not being in the top three. I, I mean, I'd agree with the top three that's here. I'd have possibly put more. You possibly, if you were going to go for a top five, you'd have Morgan Fox and Stephen Fletcher in it, obviously. But I'm not sure. I don't know how far the list has gone down, but. I, I do think people are being quick to forget them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, we've probably got a lot to say about this, to be fair, but I'm going on Dom's list, you know what I mean? Because he, you know, he loves, he, he loves well, it's like Sheffield Wednesday off. Huh? <laughs> I tell you what, actually, speaking of Dom and James, I, I forgot to mention when we were talking about uh, Jordan Rhodes' hat-trick 
against Nottingham Forest. I remember James did a talking head, didn't he? For and, and he said, and I think the video went, hey, and do you remember Jordan Rhodes? Well, he's back. Didn't age well, that one, James. Did. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. So, uh, yeah, biggest disappointment is the, uh, is the next category. Now, biggest disappointment... Go on. Steve Bruce. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a bit... That's a, you know, Steve Bruce is a big shout. Just, I mean, we could talk about it in terms of players, but we talk about it in terms of games. But, like, what was it about last season that made you go... Fucking hell, that's another cake ball, that one, isn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I said this, I was on Radio Sheffield the other day and everyone was talking about their moment of the season. And I was like, no, actually, I'm going to bring it down a bit here. I'm sorry to be so negative, but mine is Steve Bruce because he has just, that entire situation has just proved there is no loyalty in football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Either football way, died for me. no loyalty between club and player, club and manager, and manager and club. And we, as a club... And as a fan, I took a lot of shit with this whole Steve Bruce thing and how we'd let him go and watch cricket and all that. And I got so much, like, so many texts from mates that were like, oh, he's just mugging you off, he's sat watching cricket. And I was like, no, the club's doing the right thing. They're treating him like a family man, they're doing the right thing for him. And it all went horrendous. And I think that, for me, was such a huge turning point in our history as a football club. And I know things were going badly anyway, but I genuinely think that that, for me, as far as like benchmarking goes, that's up there with the Decanio situation for me in the last 20 years, because I think that is another spiral for the club that we haven't seen probably as bad since Decanio absconded and all that shit went off. Because I really think it was just one of those moments. And I think a lot of neutral fans and... Mm. fans of other football clubs will look at that and go, what a bastard. Like, I think, uh, I think we owe Danny Murphy an apology, don't we, to be fair? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm ruined all it. It really is a shock that it happened because I do, I, and I actually genuinely, on a personal level, really feel for the chairman on that because I really yeah. think he put his heart on the line and said, no, if that's what you want to do, Steve, yeah. Because we know our chairman's a family man. He's always yeah. made that out. He's trying to make the club a family and he's trying to do the loyalty thing. Whether or not you agree with a million and other things he's done, that's been his priority. But also, do you not feel that that's been his downfall? Because if you think about, you know, the fact that he clings to this family man idea, you know, he's been mugged off by Glenn Roder, Steve Bruce, uh, some would argue Catherine Mayer, but I think there's probably more to it than that. Um, you know, he's been mugged off by Alman Abdi, who, who, it dawned on me the day that he played for us for about four played for us for about four seasons. Like it, it's a wonder he even got twenty games in because it doesn't it doesn't feel like he played twenty games. It feels like, I feel he like played it's twice. different though with a manager because he gave him that break at the start as well. I feel like he gave him that extra bit of respect that mm-hmm. you would give man to man, woman to whatever. Like man to man is just a saying, but you, that is something that if you were about to start a job, a good employer. And you said, look, this, this, and this has happened. I've got this holiday booked. And they said, all right, you can take it unpaid leave. That's absolutely fine. Just start when you're back. That is something that most people would go, that's a really good employer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that... Never mind in that football. Around, mm-hmm. And the fact that a lot of us didn't really know Steve Bruce's background as such. Like, we knew where he'd been. 
but we didn't yeah. really understand how much he'd shafted other clubs. And There's a lot of cities that he's managed two teams in, isn't there? There seems yeah. to be. Birmingham, Sunderland, yeah. Newcastle. Now, but he's Vic, also pissed off a lot of football clubs. Absolutely. Now, if I... Uh, apologies for talk sporting you right now, because they do this journalistic thing where they try and just put you on the spot so you say what they want you to say. But given that you now know that football loyalty is dead and buried and given the plight of Sheffield Wednesday, the question would be, would you take him back, yes or no? No. And it, would, would anybody, if it, you know, it virtually guarantees success, would any of you lads, you know, Steve, Dave, you you're know, quiet on this one. Would a player want to play for somebody who's done that? See what I've got as my comparison is look look what Luton was saying about Jones when he left. They were calling him the devil incarnate when he went to Stoke. Yeah. And they must have really had to swallow hard to take him back. And mm. it's worked. And I know it's not quite exactly the same, but it's somebody leaving and calling him a snake and calling him a rat and calling him all these things. But if you know what they're capable of and the opportunity came for you to then go, right, well, okay, that you can have that back, but yeah, okay, they might burn you again in the future, but you need that stability. You need that platform to build from again. I couldn't but, say like, something no. Okay, so in terms of managers, right, in the championship, there are only two that I can name that are virtually guaranteed success for a championship club. One is Steve Bruce and the other is Neil Warnock. Everybody else is that is on that merry-go-round of championship managers, and then every now and again you get a Nuno San, San Nuno Espirito. You know what I mean? You get the Wolves gaffer, yeah. Every now and again one comes in and you go, "Oh wow, shit!" Like he's absolutely just coming and rinsed it and Bielsa. understands the game. You know, Bielsa being being man, it's not like Bielsa was an absolute nobody before, but you know what I mean. So Gary Monk is just a, you look at his career; he's only been a manager for about four or five years, and he's and he's done half the league. Do you know what I mean? So. In terms of knowing that, do we take a gamble on getting the next Nuno, or do we go for you know? I'd, I'd have Neil Warnock. I would have taken. Oh, I would. I would. He's one of the last. He's one of the last of that generation. As is Steve Bruce. He's mm -hmm. one of the last of that generation of ex-footballers who've made it as decent managers and mm -hmm. journeymen, but all right, but hardcore, strong managers. But that generation's going to come around again. Look at Lampard, Gerard, you know, the, Gary Monk. They're all, they're coming back around. That's the generation now. These old fuddy-duddies are dying a death. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh at Gerard, Lampard, Gary Monk. <laughs> Age-wise age and being a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming, yeah, coming from that, that generation. That's how, that's how my mum and dad remember managers like Steve Bruce or... You know, players like that who became managers, that's that generation. And that's now not dying out. I don't want to say dying out, but mm. that's fading out a bit as they near retirement and whatever else. And now it is the time that your Lampard, your Gerrards, people like that come through and make it as managers. So, I mean, you know, Bristol City have been tightly linked with Chris Hewton, who I think is third in that list in terms of, you know, doing well in the championship. For me, he's... he's the next best one and I was quite like I don't want Chris Hewton he just he's, he, you know he had all the moon on a stick from, from Brighton and didn't get him up well he lost us for one for Christ's sake like you know what I mean um, but yeah I think that's going to be a great signing for uh, for Bristol City if they get it over the line now lads I mean come on Vic says it's the Steve Bruce thing biggest disappointment of the season was there any player any signing any anything that's made you go fucking hell just uh, every, pretty much every game after 18 minutes. That's a Stoke game. 
pretty much every game after 80 minutes. It's it, I have it that many seats at, at, at that many away grounds, including Hillsborough. I've come away with Brewers knuckles, especially at Stoke. Probably Stoke. I'll go Stoke because to, to be to be winning at 93rd, yeah, and yeah. then to, 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 to then be drawing a minute later, and you think we, we've done it again, and then to go and lose it four minutes later, probably Stoke. Now, Stoke, yeah, to go from to go from this high to go, oh, we've drawn to go, Jesus, we've lost, have we? You know what I mean? Like, it's one of the worst things in it. Like, and it's what's carried on from that as well that probably makes yeah. it an even bigger disappointment. That if you can't say you can't say that if we held on and won there, then we wouldn't have the second half at seeing that we had. But yeah, but it, it, it's a mentality different. thing as well because if mm. you think about it, Stoke we lost and it was heart wrenching. It was you know what I mean. It was gut wrenching, and then we had a couple of shit results, and then Blackburn came, and then when that bit between Stoke and Blackburn, we kind of went shit. We have absolutely just fallen off the edge of a cliff, but for some reason, the teams around us were also doing shite. And there was this weird bit where we were losing game after game after game after game, but we're still eighth. You know what I mean? We're still in touching distance of the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think it was. It went until I realised that we were now seventeenth. Did I go? Shit, we uh, we are we are pretty rubbish. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, Steve, Dave, what about you, lads? Blackburn. Blackburn. Yeah, Blackburn. Blackburn was was hard. Uh, took my little girl. Um, bless her heart. It's it's the first full season with the Hillsborough, and she had to endure Hull, Blackburn. I think she endured Cardiff. I stand pretty with either Cardiff or Millwall, and Derby, Derby County. They were they they were the last four games that she's been to. You know, I I can't I can't pin pin it down to one game or one particular moment I, I think the thing that frustrates me the most is that I just feel that these we've, we've talked about chance theory um, I feel as a fan I don't really know what's going on with my club mm-hmm. and I know, that, you know I'm, 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 I'm a little bit older I'm, a, I'm old enough to be Ben's dad Christ <laughs> <We all are. laughs> that, that'd be a feat Nick. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I, I my first relegation were 1990. Um, I, we, I, I've done the League One. Um, we've gone up, we've gone down. Um, there's, there's, there's been points on the pitch where it's been a lot worse than it has. You know, we, we've had times in the last 20 years since we've come out of the Premiership where Christ Almighty, our squad has been absolute shite. Worse than this. We've been, we've but, that's when Ben started supporting us as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, said this to Simon yesterday. I can at least I can arc back to '93 Cup final, uh, winning a cup in '91 promotion. Um, I've seen my club in Europe. Christ, Ben. Wednesday went down in May 2000. I was born in September. Oh, uh, so it's your fault. I remember my that. Fault. Was... My well, fault. Yeah, I, I mean, as I was saying, the, the, we, the club has been worse. The club's been worse mm. than it is on the pitch. But we've had that many false dawns over the last couple of years. Mm. With we've got this money, we've got this chairman. You know, Milan sort of selling to to Chancery and the movement there. You, you you see it as a false dawn. Getting to Wembley, missing out the next year. Um, you know we. Steve Bruce, I wasn't even sure we were going to talk about him tonight, but, you know, for that sort of six, eight-week period, 
where it was too late, but we actually believed that there was a chance that we were going to sneak into the playoffs last year. When Gary Upper scored against Villa, yeah. I thought we were doing it. You know, we, he kept banging on about, you know, we've given ourselves a squeak sort of thing. And you think, do you know what? We might just get away with it. And if we get away with it and we get into the playoffs, we've talked about it tonight. Steve Bruce, the kind of manager that's going to get us up. And then you have this pre-season, you have all of that. Um, and this is beyond what the, the sort of assurances that we gave him. You know, I was I was massively optimistic in July that we were going to do something this year. Um, and then... Well, you know, we were probably massively optimistic in December. Well, obviously we were with hindsight, but, you know, I, I, I just wonder if that run from August, the first half of the season, I, I almost wonder if it's... I think I use an analogy again the other day. You, you know, it's almost like Steve Bruce has filled the car with you know, unleaded fuel, we've got a full tank, and then he says, right, off you go, and nobody's refilled that car, and we've got to, we've, we've got to Christmas, and we're That's on fuel. That's worse than one of my analogies, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, running I like over it. in Meadowall Car Park. <laughs> <laughs> if he were in Meadowall Car Park driving an unleaded car that was running out again. <laughs> but, you, you know, I've not seen anything, really, from Monk, I'm, I'm talking on pitch now, I've not seen anything from Monk that has made me think, this guy, with respect, this guy knows what he's doing. Mm. I've not mm. seen that. And to go to the point that my, my biggest frustration of the season is I'm, I'm enduring this now. And I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, we hear rumours. We're talking about, you know, everybody's heard the Fletcher Wage situation. We've talked about Forest Dieri. We've talked about the fact that Fox was potentially willing to stay. You could go back if you wanted to, to, to Hector at the start of the season. Will he, won't he? Um, oh. You know, the changes and so forth. Um, I, I had a couple for biggest disappointment, but that was one of them. That was well, yeah, that, that was a big one for me. I said at the time, at the time, spend the money, and I got absolutely slated because he had that little amount of time left on his contract. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen it. They're playing, yeah, and defending tonight. Just defended as if he were Virgil Van Dyke, mm. and he's you know, and where do respect to Borna, do respect to Iorfa. Sorry. You know, I, yeah. I, I just want to know. I just want. It would have been perfect alongside them, two and a three. Yeah, I think to <laughs> to, to sort of put a, a pin in it. Ultimately, I want I want the EFL situation out of the way. What's going to happen is going to happen, and that's a a topic for a, a, an entirely different podcast, isn't it? But I just want to know that when we start our pre-season preparation, all being one in the championship, and I think it will be. I want to know what's going on. I want to know where we are in terms of the finances. I want to know where we are in terms of players' contracts and, you know, what the plan is for, for, for the club that, you know, we all spend a shitload of money on. That, that's, that's what I've kept saying. And, and I don't want to keep harking back to Milan because it wasn't perfect. And But I, I say we wasn't rich, but we were happy and we were more in the know with what's happening. It do I've, I've said it before. I think you just described it. half of Yorkshire there, to be <laughs> fair. <but laughs> I, I was thinking Charlie Bucket from Charlie the Knocker Factory. We ain't got not. We ain't got no two pennies to rub us together, our man. We've got bread and dripping for us tea. But I'm happy, like, I'm happy. And then he turns, then he turns up with two tickets to a bloody chocolate factory that nobody's ever been <laughs> out of bed. Absolute bloody benefit fraud. Christ, all bloody... <laughs> That's what we were. That's what we were, and he'd, he'd do them videos every six months. That it didn't take much. It took ten minutes of his time, but you felt connected to the to the club that you support. And it just doesn't happen now. And it links to what Stevie said that 
we spend a hell of a lot more money and we we don't feel as connected like like again what Stevie said we we've had it much worse off we on on pitch but I don't think we've had it that much worse off with how disenchanted we feel with with Wednesday. I don't think it's been much worse. I've said I'm I'm much happier in League One. I enjoy going and watching, and I don't feel the same. Don't look back to League One, by the way. <laughs> so go on then, Dave. Wrap us up for biggest disappointment. Yeah, I, I'm talking. Unfortunately, my thing's like an abstract concept, but Ben and Stevie both, it's, it's the disconnect. It's the fact we haven't got a structure. And I know that's not unique to this season, but it's that complete and utter lack of what the plan is, short, medium and long term. You look across the city and they've got it absolutely down to a T. And then it, it does, I don't find it easy to say, but they know five years from now and 10 years from now, and they have a, they have a plan for it. We've talked about community stuff before. They know what they're doing, and we are getting left behind. Um, and we're going over all ground with that. But until Mr. Chancery uh, knows what he wants to do with the club, knows how he wants to structure the club going forward and have a one, five, ten-year plan and beyond, um, we're knackered. And we need to remember that the fans are there, um, and they aren't just customers. They are part of the community. And, and that's the problem, as far as I'm concerned. I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and I think uh, if, if you are listening, Dapon, and uh, I know you are, I know you're an avid listener. Um, <laughs> listen, what you need is is me in charge of just like public, you know, image. You know, I, I don't know the actual name of the title. Uh, you know, just 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 put me in charge of PR. And, uh, and you know, because like fair, bear in mind, it'll be it'll be story. It'll be com- you're going to miss out on conversations like this if you don't give me the job. It'll be, hey, oh, these toilets stink. Well, that's because people pissing shit in them, pal. Piss off. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's what you need. You need a, you need a bit of, just straight down the line, a bit, bit of... Uh... Yeah, it's finest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... But in you know all I mean? seriousness, we, we, we need somebody at the club that... Engages. That's in a proper position that knows football. A sporting mm. director, a director of football. So, if I were to ask you, who, who was... Making all these decisions, Packs out. Uh, the day the, the decisions. Who is it? We don't know for sure. But the man in the, the man in the back with a terrible haircut. Anyway, let's move on because we've whittled on about whinging about it. But uh, just on the pitch, in terms of biggest disappointment, I mean, there's three there. You've got David Bates. Oh, uh, you've got Moses Odebayo, who's had a torrid time at Sheffield Wednesday, and he was a, he was a signing I was excited about. Especially What's the goalkeeper uh, called that's never played? Paul, uh, Jones. Paul Jones. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He, uh, but then again, I think that's why he was there, wasn't he? Uh, you know, he came in just to, just to warm the bench. And then the other one for me... He holds the jackets. That's what he does. He just holds people's coats. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got what they call the fudge peacock um, <laughs> job there. And, um, <laughs> and the last one for me is Adam Reach. I mean... Where is the player that we've had? I mean, and, you know, there's been serious amount of whispers about mental health issues, and, and I and I hope he's coming out the other side of it. But it's clearly affected him on the pitch, and um, and we, 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 you know, our two biggest signings as a club in the history of the club are Jordan Rhodes and Adam Reach, and this last season for one of them, and then this last four seasons for for another have been all of the seasons for the other one. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just not worked, and and you, and you you know you've got to think that you know look, looking back at some of these signings we've made have been absolutely. You wonder why Steve Gibson hates us. Look how much money we've given him for old tat, and do you know what I mean? 
but we've given him 15, 18 million pounds. And okay, Reach was Reach is good on his day, but bloody hell, they're winning out of us, even if we did nearly really. I'm wondering if Chad Theory's off his rocker. Well, this is it, like, you know what I mean? We've single-handedly paid his wage bill for his club for the last two seasons, right, in, in yeah. transfer fees, and then he grasses us up, you bloody grass. <laughs> Look at you, get up, you bloody thing. Right. Okay, last couple of, last couple of categories here, because, uh, you know, this is, this is oh, going quite full. God, right. it's depressing, this. Uh, well, uh, there was, I was going to say newcomer a year, but I don't think anybody's can really go past Ergahidi. Um you know what I mean? And then people talk about Alex Hunt. Is he, you know, I think he's just one of them. He just does a job. He, you know, I don't think he offers anything more than what Joey Pelopesi does, if I'm honest. I'd even argue to somebody in the pub after a few swills that Joey Pelopesi is better than Alex Hunt. If, you know what I mean? Games. I know, fuck you. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, but I've, I've, got, I've got to go down this route. So, um, worst signing. And it depends on what your criteria is for worst signing. So, uh, you know, we discussed earlier best signing, Massimo Luongo being being one of the good ones there. You know what I mean? Uh, Jacob Murphy being a great capture. Um, but, you know, we, we've got a lot to look back on. I mentioned him earlier. We've got David Bates. There was Oda Bayo. There was, uh, you could even argue, Kadeem Harris, given his form at the back end this season. I know that, that would seem quite harsh. Uh, Julian Berner came in here and then fucked it. Like, you know what I mean? So, you know. Take Bates out of that because I think that's clearly just just leaps and bounds ahead. I mean, who, who would you argue is, would would be down there in the conversation, Vic? All right, just throw it to me. <laughs> hey, um, bosh. I, I I feel harsh saying it because I think he has done as Some much. Bits. Probably two thirds bad, one third good. But I would say I'll divide you. I do think. Yeah. I think it's about eight times bad. Nine. For a lot of it, but when he's played in a position that he seems comfortable with, he's absolutely smashed it. Mm -hmm. But I think he's just—he's not a centre back. He's not—he isn't. It just doesn't work. It's a difficult category. Don't get me wrong, because you know everybody—he's still a professional footballer, and when he's called upon and he's doing a solid seven, nobody's going to look at that. You only look at the eight, nine, and tens, don't you? Person, but I can't add up. So if you try and get me to do a budget, I can't fucking do it. But I, I'm good at what I do. So, it, like, you know, you manage bars. But if someone asks you to mix cocktails every day, could you do them right every time? No. I've done it today. I made my first Ponsal Martini in two years. Oh. I've done really well. But do you know what I mean? Like, you different skills no matter what job you're in. Steve, yeah, yeah. Steve teaches PE. Could he teach physics on a Tuesday afternoon in Stoke? No, probably no, not. It, 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 no, 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 no. It, just, it drags out, man. <laughs> I, I do think you know we signed him for one job and we have thrown him in at the deep end with a role that he didn't come in to do however I think the amount of penalties and mistakes is just a little bit too high does anybody disagree no so so it does go does it go Bates and then Odebayo, do we stick with Odebayo, hoping that he has a better pre-season and comes back a stronger player? Because we know that, the, that there's a good player in there, but we've had our fingers burnt with that type of mentality by Gene on Jordan Rhodes for the past four years. So, you, you know what I mean? Do we, do we cut our losses and go, sometimes it doesn't work, pal? You know, you, I think you're... the problem with that comes, it comes with, it comes with Monk's in. If Monk's, got, Monk's make, playing this, this formation now and Odebayo is a better right wing back and we know Monk's staying and we know he's going to play that formation... 
there's a, there's a logic to saying, well, we'll keep Odebarge and see if we can play him in this role because, as Vic said, he's not a right-sided centre-half. But if we don't know if Monk's staying and we don't know what league we're going to go be in and we don't know what play, you can't play Odebarge as a right-back because he gets found out. You can't play him as a centre-half. So you need that. The only way you keep hold of him is if you have the absolute you know, certainty that he can play as role he played right at the end of the season. And who can say now? Do you know what I mean? It's just, would he be better than having a right-back or pushing... You know, I offer into that position, having Palmer playing back at right back or what have you. It's, and, and even like the like to Hassan and, and Murphy and all that, and, and Matt Penny coming back. Are we going to be looking for them as wide players rather than rather than him? Um, I, I, one I, position, I, I one formation that works. I think you're better off with Palmer. That he, he does the same job that other Badger can do, and he does mm-hmm. it better for me. Gives away less penalties. Gives away less penalties. Mm-hmm. He, 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 do, he, do, he doesn't have your heart in your mouth. <laughs> Every time somebody attacks him or as you want after. Oh, the Badger has been nutmeg that many times this season by somebody just turning him and just putting it straight through his legs into the box. Mm. He'll grab Alder and he'll bring him down and he did it twice against Preston and give away two penalties. Mm. Um it's not good enough for me. I know I know he's done all right in the last couple of games when he, <laughs> since 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 restart, but it's not good enough for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, my, my apologies to end on a downer, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, you know, I need a week. Say something That's... happy. Say something happy. Has anybody got any upbeat to talk about? Yeah, talk about that. Atichan series stitched us up, honey. <laughs> Fiseu Deli Bashiru. I tell you what, your 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 accent on that, Steve, uh, Ben, has, uh, has absolutely blown me away there. Go, go again. Fiseu Deli Bashiru. You sound like that woman who orders a vodka cork cock and she keeps being she keeps getting a vodka and coke and another coke because she keeps saying cock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't wait till Paul Merton tries to say his name on Soccer Saturday. <laughs> that's going to be brilliant. <laughs> we'll, we'll send him a video of Ben saying his name. Say it again, <laughs> Ben. Cool. What's that? Say Deli Bashiru. You know, Gesundheit. Like, uh, but yeah, tell, tell, tell us about him, Ben. <laughs> Um, he's 19. It seemed like he's at medical stage of mm. the transfer today. Um, <laughs> but people have compared him to Yaya Toure. Because they both played for Man City. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> much. So did he um, be in Osler, but... He, he, he has played... Totally he, <laughs> <laughs> he has played in way for you, please. Say again. Isn't Yaya Torre at Leighton Orient now? Training, yeah. Yeah, training. I'm sure he is. He has been training. I think he's only training. I, I don't think he's going to sign for him. But. What, he's he's, he's so not playing in Far East or Middle East or something like that, and he's yeah. just keeping his fitness up. Yeah. Anything can happen. Edgar Davids played for Barnet. I'll give it up. He was um, a Chinese club, wasn't he? And then I think he's, I think he's gone to, to Leighton Orient. <laughs> Onto the O's to keep himself fit. Ben, tell us about this bloody signing before we get the history of Yaya Torre. Where does he play? Does he, um, does he play fullback? No, he's a boxer box midfielder, and Yaya Torre. Also, he's coming in to replace Kieran Lee, is he? Quite possibly could be that sort of player. He's played in UEFA Youth League. Uh, I think he scored a couple as well. There were a goal that Joe Crown from Star put on against Shakhtar Donetsk, which is quite, quite a good goal. Um, he's played in. Leasing thingy leasing trophy, JPT, 
pretty much for Man City, Man City under 23s. Um, and what I what I do like about him is that apparently City have offered him a long term contract and want him to stay, but he wants to go out and play rather than just be playing for their 23s and and being on bench for him. So, um, how desperate must you be for football to come and to come to sign for Sheffield Wednesday? You know what I mean? Well, well, he, he, he must be looking to to be a first team player. Coming yeah, in to just be in our 23s. Say again, Vic. Get him on it, Steve's team. Yeah, yeah, Steve, take him on. Take him on, we'll give him a run out. <laughs> so, uh, Vic, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the floor now. Uh, you know, we, we saw from Barry Bannon's Instagram that it was a sad day, <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday. It's not been confirmed. Now, I know when you and Lord H were, you know, you, you started Dave Club back in the day where you all sat under your duvets with your tosses and your face cream. my favourite moment's about big day buddy. and I just I, I need to know like you know what I mean it's looking like Atty New Year is going to be leaving the club are you alright love? No Oh my god <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't realise I'd given him that much of a write up No uh-huh. I'm not alright <laughs> No Alright uh, I'll burn Dave. Look at my little decoupage candle from my mum. I'll burn that tonight with us lot on. <laughs> in memory. Dave, <laughs> me out quick. Talk about it to you. Vic needs a minute. <laughs> no, I'm not get you out of this one, mate. You're on your own. <laughs> Listen, it'd be right to turn up if he doesn't go. No, it would be. It would be. I tell you what, the bit. I, I, I. I I think it was Joe Cran, actually, who actually... You're doing a grand job, by the way, I need to mention. Um, the the minutes of football played and goal ratio in terms of involvement and goal scored is actually not too shabby, especially given that he was free. And he's kept his mouth shut. We've had a lot of prima donnas in that time as well. And he's got on with it. And fair play to him. And I, and I wish him the, you know, the best of luck, which I assume everybody else had... On this show, would I've said to you guys before that I've heard from people inside the dressing room with regards to New Hugh is that he is one of the best influences on the younger players that he could possibly Mm. imagine because Mm. he is such a devout Muslim that he he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he's not all about women all the time. And oh, so he's boring, yeah. (laughs) I thought he liked to drink. But he's shown the other young lads that it's possible to go out and have a great time and still drive home, like not drink, and to mm. still keep his fitness up. And he's the and one that's the in there. When they've, when they've got a day off at the weekend, he's the one that's at the training ground training. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Listen, people, uh, when you do look at his, his minutes to goal ratio, well, Tucker did it in a lot less games, like when you just take it at face value that, at it, like number at his appearances. When it comes to to goals per minute, at his is far better. Absolutely, because it's Absolutely. It, it's coming last ten minutes when he's only been on pitch ten minutes, and took I me mean, well, well respected. Yeah, we use him as uh, as the way Man City use Eddie Jekyll. You know what I mean? It comes on last ten minutes. He's going to give us a different dimension. He's going to bully defenders, and that's what he's going to do. And sometimes there'd be times when he'd come on for that last ten minutes, and I'd actually get quite excited. I'd be like, oh my god, this. You know, big Dave's on, and these these defenders are knackered. You know what I mean? Imagine, like, I do it on a Sunday morning football, and there's geezers I come up to and go, like, this tall and go, all right, pal. And I am knackered, and I've got a mark him on a corner. 
You know what I mean? And, and, that's, and, and that's what I feel that Atty has, has brought to the team. So I, I wish him the best of luck. Even though we've had no real official confirmation from the club, if he stays, it'll be absolute scenes on toast. I honestly think if he does go, he'll go to a club a lot better than us. I, 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 I tweeted the other day that I, I think he'd probably go somewhere like Wigan. And, and I think he'd be, he would sweep up. Him and Danny Graham up front for Wigan would, in, in League One, would kick 10 bells a shot. Top, top half of the Championship, I really, really do. I think, he's, I think he'll go, go back home somewhere. I think he'll probably reckon, go back to Europe, yeah. yeah. I think he'll, because uh, he, he has been our version of Fulham's Mitrovic. I mean, you know, our version of, you know what I mean? But that's, the, you know, that, that, that's what he has been. And, uh, and good luck to him. Fucking hell, it's been half, like, Lou yeah, When I say that, though, in, the, in that way, like, we've only got bread and dripping for us tea hour, man. <laughs> we're going to watch Mitrovic. No, we're going to go and watch Atty Bloody New York. You know what I mean? That type of, that type of way. You know what I mean? Uh, does anybody else, before we sign off for the season, uh, does anybody else have anything they want to add? There's one more transfer, possibly. <gasps> Stay tuned, kids. What Ooh. we got? I want, I want breaking me, news. I want, I want me get, Rob Statton, get Rob Statton on. Exclusive. Yeah, yeah, I can exclusively reveal Rob Statton's style. Go on, Ben. Floor's yours, kid. Um, striker from Leon, uh, Rio Griffiths, twenty-year-old. His player is originally from Spurs Academy. He scored sixty goals for Spurs youth team before moving in the, only a couple of years before moving to Leon, um, and they're looking to send him out on loan. So that's oh. looking like that. Could be where have you uh, where have you come across this news? It's not transfers XI on Twitter, is it? <laughs> no, being on Star amongst other things. Rio Griffith sounds like a regen player on FIFA or Championship Manager or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably is. Well, I I hope it turns out well for us. Listen, thank you so much for joining us um, on on what's been, our, what's been a weird season, but it, it's been one of my favourites doing this show, actually, especially when we got the player interviews in. You know, you can li- listen back on our website to players like John Harts and a really great one with Matt Hapshaw and one of my favourites with John Newsom, who I think I'm a little bit gay for now. Uh, you know, if you're watching Lee Peacock, he's not replaced you. He's just up there with you. You know what I mean? And, uh, and stay with us. And also, that's my cat's tail. Uh, also, we are... Um, <laughs> We are now available on Alexa. So uh, if you Oh can... god, yeah, don't forget to mention Alexa. So everyone, Dan Fudge went out at the weekend and obviously went to bed early and woke up early and spent two or three hours making sure we were on Alexa. And he was really proud of himself and none of us gave a shit. I tell you what, I tell you what, let me tell you the, the reason of why, because I said Alexa play Sheffield Wednesday news thinking I'd get like the Sheffield star or something, you know, keep up to date with it. And I didn't, I got James Marriott Sheffield Hopcast. <laughs> and went, well, this can get in the fucking bin. So, <laughs> so now, so if you just shout, uh, I like to play the Wednesday week podcast. We now get the Wednesday week podcast coming literally in your ears. Um, guys, find us on Twitter at TWWcast. We're all, we'll all be there. We'll be tagged in this tweet and all the rest of it. Thanks a lot for joining us for the season. And uh, to coin a phrase, we'll see you real soon. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk.
we might be around in the summer because we might have more interviews. Yeah, we might be getting more players on. I've just signed off the fucking season. Wait, <laughs> wait, come on, just like lie to people. And I'm lying to six weeks. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for more information. See you later! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.